there. Welcome to Cageless, a conversation podcast about experiential wisdom and personal hope. I'm Jenny Johnson. I'm a writer, and I'm asking experts, thought leaders, and my friends to share their knowledge and tools on how they found freedom. Man, I hope this works. (laughs) Me with everything. Also, I look like I'm the president of the United States, which I should be. Um, No, I shouldn't. That sounds like a really terrible, terrible job to have. I was listening to uh, the Daily Stoic podcast a couple of days ago, and the conversation went that actually the more money that you have, the less happy that you are. So there's actually like a threshold of however many million dollars, don't cite me on that, that whenever you surpass it, your money actually just causes more problems. So like Mark Zuckerberg has way more problems as like, a public figure with a lot of responsibility on his shoulders. Like he's in front of Congress and like doing passing bills and things. And then there's Tom from MySpace. Does anybody remember Tom? Uh, The little uh, profile picture that everyone had him as a friend. I want to be Tom. I want to be everyone's friend. Just like automatically we're friends done. No questions asked, but he sold MySpace and now he's like, living his best life, like traveling around the world with his girlfriend because like his amount of money has capped and it stopped. And now he's just living his life and he doesn't have to be hated by the world at large or have a lot of responsibility. So all of that being said, more money, more problems. I don't really know where I was going. Oh, I was saying that because there's an American flag behind me, it looks like uh, I'm the president. If you're, if you happen to be watching this on YouTube, which you should, because YouTube is great, and I'm just a visual learner, and I like to watch podcast videos on YouTube. So I digress. It's also really ironic that there's an American flag behind me because this is my first American podcast since being back in the states. So that's really exciting. I got back a couple of weeks ago. I'd been in France, which was kind of my like last stint of my European escapade. And it was a freaking blast. I would be lying if I said that I was like, I have to come back to America and come back to my life. And But that's just not true because when you come back from a vacation or which I didn't really consider my trip a vacation, it was kind of like a working vacation because I didn't stop working because I work everywhere all of the time. Capitalism, there it is in my brain. (laughs) But when you come back from a vacation or a trip, I do think that your mindset is like, oh, I'm going to go back to my real life when in reality, every day is your real life. You don't get a vacation from your brain. And that is something that I learned. I don't want to say the hard way, just kind of the long way around. A lot of the time that I spent in Europe was me trying to unlearn things that I didn't like, that I had already been taught up to these like 26 years in my life. And so I think America had taught me a lot of things. And I don't want to just say America. I want to say Southern America. And the way that I was raised, the religion that I was raised in, the gender norms that I was spoon-fed and 
integrated within my entire life, I worked really, really hard or my brain worked really, really hard. And I just had to be like (laughs) down to do it that, you know, there's a lot of things that I just didn't like. And I had to try really, really hard to counteract. So for example, um, I saw a real, I saw a lot of really beautiful places and I ate a lot of really beautiful, intricate, interesting food. And as someone who's recovering from anorexia, it was a really difficult mind battle every single day. So if you know anything about eating disorders or mental illness, it at all, your brain has literally a mind of its own. It really festers and thrives off of routine. And I don't want to say that that's just mental illness or that's just anorexia, having an eating disorder. That's kind of like being stuck in a routine. That is kind of being a person that isn't flexible. And I didn't realize how <laughs> not limber, isn't that the right way to put it? Not I, I am not limber. I had not been limber. I had not been flexible or willing to change it all. And that's like my ego talking because I thought that I was. I thought that I was this like very progressive, easy, flexible person when it comes to change, but I really, really wasn't. And so coming back, it's been really beautiful to see myself and really champion myself and actually say and be able to look in the mirror and say like, oh my gosh, Jenny, you've changed for the better. And it's not like, oh, you came back to your real life. Every day is your real life. And whatever you decide to do to better yourself, that is good. And that is who you are. You don't have to go on, a lot of people call it like an eat, pray, love trip, which if any one of you know Elizabeth Gilbert, I don't know how many minutes in I am, and I've already mentioned Elizabeth Gilbert, uh, obviously she was an inspiration for this trip, but also it's not, I, I didn't go on this trip to find myself. I went on this trip to lose myself. And I can sit down now and kind of look around and be like, oh, I, I'm i not complete and I'm not this like Jenny 2.0. I'm just who I am today and that's that's enough. That's That's the entire point. So all of this being said, coming back to America, I have learned a lot of different things. And I think that it is the quote that it is more important to know what you don't want than it is to know what you do want. And I have had a really, really difficult time. I used to be this like checklist girl and I made so many pros and cons lists. If if you're a friend of mine, um, my best friend and I joke all of the time about how, have you made a pros and cons list? Like what's on the list? But you cannot reserve people, places, things, situations into list. You can't make everything checkpoints because how something looks on paper isn't actually how something is in reality a lot of the time. Um, I'm really lucky that I have had a lot of 
opportunities out of privilege and education given to me or presented to me. And that's another completely different topic of like, what is privilege and how do you take advantage and like seize opportunity? But I also think that there is something to say for being willing to throw away a checklist, throw away all, this is so hard to say because I'm like, the old me is like creeping back. You don't have to have a certain solid plan all of the time. You don't have to have a certain solid plan all of the time. And we live in a culture here in the West that really shames you if you don't. And I don't want to be a part of that anymore. I realized even the second that I got back, I wrote a poem on my phone on the plane. Yeah, I'm that girl that I like am sitting on a plane and like listening to people and watching people and writing poems. Yeah, that's me. And I'm not going to shame myself for it because it's who I am. I'm a writer and that's okay. And whatever you are, that's also okay. Anyway, the poem that I wrote I was really just talking about like all of these big bright lights and something that a lot of like European people that I've spoken with have made comments about is like how big everything in America is. Everything is big. All of our drinks in particular are really big. And I just thought about that of like, why is everything so ambitious here? Why do I have to be ambitious all of the time? Why do I have to be the big, biggest and the best and the brightest when I really just want to be? I just want to exist. There is so much literature and science around the art of resting and the art of not doing. And there's also a lot of literature and science about how to be the highest achieving, how to attain your goals, how to become the biggest and best, and this is how you do it, a 10-step list. But I don't want to live off of list anymore. I want so badly to implement more patience in my life and implement all of the things that other people can teach you outside of your own culture. And I literally sound, (laughs) I literally sound like the most like girl who just like studied abroad. Like I learned all of these things, but screw that. If it's a stereotype and you identify with it, there is nothing wrong with a list or identifying with something that you like if it's not harming anyone else. I am so tired of being shamed for the things that I am. And the and they aren't necessarily good or bad things. They're just things that are different from someone else. Like growing up, I wasn't this like cheerleader, perfect body, perfect face, perfect friends, perfect grades, perfect family, perfect all of these things. And it was deemed as abnormal or wrong or faulty or bad. And you cannot live your life inside of a list. You can't because people aren't list. They aren't things that you can check off and saying like, oh, well, if you have this and this and this and this, if you have the bank account statement that reads exactly what uh, you want it to read, check You have the picket fence, husband, kids, job, body, whatever. 
the only check that I want on a list is peace. It's all that I want. And when you find peace within yourself, you start to find peace within other people too. Or it becomes really, really evident that the people that you have been surrounded with aren't aligned with you. And so I I think that there's a lot to say for learning where you belong and maybe learning that where you actually belong is just within yourself. I don't know. (laughs) I went on this trip three months away and I, like I said, it's like, oh, I'm like this girl that like studied abroad, whatever. But like I was alone, okay? It, It wasn't this like... I have classmates or a teacher or what like I the wor- the universe was my teacher like God taught me a lot of lessons and I freaking made f minuses on a lot of them and being without I realized this the other day that I came back and I had like a glass of wine and like lunch with a friend which also is a very countercultural thing in America you don't usually drink wine at lunch but that's something that I've started implementing because I take my life way too seriously and it's okay to have a glass of wine at lunch with your friend if you needed to hear that there's your permission slip <laughs> but I realized that I had not sat down with someone that I knew And that person knew me and I felt known and seen and heard for years, years before. I hadn't sat down with a friend, by definition friend, not like a new person that I randomly met or made friends with really recently. I hadn't sat down with a friend in three months. I had not shared a space with someone who knew me before and, and now in so long. And I do think that the power of the iPhone is amazing. And I do think that being able to communicate with your friends and family from around the world is miraculous. We have these like little windows in our hands. It's just in computers and it's amazing. But there's there's really nothing like being able to to sit and share space with someone that you love and someone that loves you back. I don't have all of the answers. I don't think anyone does, but I do think that freedom can exist in whatever form you you decide that it exists in. You're allowed to love who you love. And if that person is yourself, the world is going to fight against that and make you want to, to find love out of something else, find love out of a different person, find love out of your job, find love out of your bank account statement. And you have to fight that. I'm telling you, you have to fight it. You have to choose you. You have to choose your values and kind of figure out what those values are. And, and they're allowed to shift and change, but maybe like just identify a couple of things that you value as a person up to this point in your life. And you have the freedom to change those things by tomorrow. All of this being said, I am really excited. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know, 15 minutes in. I'm really excited about this second season of Cageless. We are with the Believe team. I love you guys. This podcast network has been such a dream and so much fun to work with. They believe 
ironically enough, they believe the same things uh, that we do and they want to implement hope and knowledge into the world. And I hope that this podcast in particular uh, is just a, a really fun update and, and a couple of things that I've learned along the way in the past couple of months. So if you do have any questions, something that uh, season two will be implementing is please send me your questions. I have a call line and I am going to link it below and it's also going to be uh, later on in this episode. Please call me or text me and ask me all of your questions, mostly because like I said, I'm alone all of the time. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I, I do have friends. I have friends and family, but I do love talking to you guys. You guys are my family. You are my friends. And I want to know what you're thinking, questions that you have, guests that you would love to be on. I'm so, so excited about the guests that are going to be on this season. I wish that I could implement enough. I keep looking down at the screen and I see the little corner of (laughs) this American flag. And there's actually a Texan flag beside it too, because yeehaw, howdy. I am a Southern girl and I'm never not going to be a Southern girl. I feel like this episode is so chaotic. <laughs> I I love where I'm from and I hope that even though I've been rambling and mulling and dissecting for the past 18 minutes, you can recognize that there is good in everything. I had a conversation with my parents that was really hard the other day about learning to accept and reject. And there is good and bad in almost everything, unless you are Hitler. That always seems to be my example. (laughs) There's good and bad in everything, unless you're Hitler. Um, (laughs) The extremist example. But Jesus died for Hitler too. I might get canceled for that. Whatever that thing I just said. Yeah. Um... You can decide what you I want what you want to identify with, but you can't change where you came from. That's an impossible thing. So you might as well you you might as well make peace with it, um, because it's who you are, and there's nothing better to make peace with other than you. So please call me, text me, send me send me a, a voicemail, or message me on Instagram. I want to know your questions, guests you want to have, and really excited to to dig a little bit deeper into conversations I want to have this season. We are going to talk more about eating disorders. We're going to talk about religion. We're going to talk about the difference between religion and spirituality. We're going to talk more about love and sexuality. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about friendships. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited about that episode. Friendships are the most interesting conglomerate. Say that 10 times fast. Interesting conglomerate of a concept to me, especially in 2022, because friendships have just changed so much, especially for millennials. I think the older I'm getting, the more that I am recognizing how hard it is to water friendships. And what do friendships look like in romantic relationships? Can you be best friends with your partner? Can you be best friends with your partner? I am not real sure about that. 
I have a lot of thoughts about that. Can you be best friends with your mom? Can you be friends with your family members? Where's the boundaries? Where are the lines? Where can you find stillness and intimacy within your friendship? So really excited about that episode. And yeah, I'm excited about a lot of things. Life is happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. Taylor, Allison, Swift. And also the goal isn't to feel happy all of the time. The goal is to feel free to me. And sometimes freedom comes at the end of a storm. And sometimes it comes in the middle of it. So I love you guys. I am so excited to be talking to you consistently again. And yeah, TTYL. I'm learning French and I wish that I could uh, think, oh, uh, au revoir, ta-ta, très chic. I hate my, this is awful. I swear. (laughs) These cliches are going to keep coming for a while. So love you guys. I just did a peace sign because we were talking about MySpace. Anyway. All right. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcast. It's important because, well, I want to know what you think. You can ask me questions at Cageless Podcast on Instagram or text me at 903-871-5092.